the House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, now. Running. Yeah. Look at the house! Look at the It is the New York City Marathon Preview Podcast Show on the House of Run Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Jason. House of Run at gmail.com. The email address, write in. We need some emails. We got some slow weeks. This week, we have a major marathon to preview, but otherwise, looking pretty sparse in the horizon, Jason. So we need some emails. From our listeners, we got one from we got Mike Z, we got R Laura writing in. Or sorry, A Laura. Heavy hitters right there. Yeah, not R Laura. That would be crazy. Laura Muir <laughs> emailed in. She did not. It was A Laura. But yeah, Marshall. We got Brian chiming back in, but we need we need more emails. So if you're out there, maybe we lost some people because we skipped a week. I apologize again. That was on me, and it was on Jason because he was constructing his hat box ghost costume, which took uh, what I assumed was months. Uh, certainly weeks to do so, but we're back. We're back now. Post Halloween, Jason's kind of bummed out because it's his favorite Halloween or favorite favorite Halloween, favorite holiday, <laughs> and uh, we need more emails. So send us emails. The end. Yeah. No, agreed. I mean, it's you know, it's possible. Yeah, maybe someone fell off from not posting an episode, but also you know, it's a slower time of year, so we only get the diehards going right now, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's the people who are really into the road racing scene yeah um and uh they want nba updates from us you know bulls lost again yesterday so i'm assuming another players only meeting happened um you know James so they're Harden what trades these are the things we, we really care about are they two and three now i believe two and three i think so that's they're accurate. 500 since the players only meeting yeah that's, that's so. what i'm keeping track of the first which game is basically count. what i expect them to be like they're a 500 team that's gonna be them the whole year spurs are 500 too as of this recording are they really Yes. Wow. Two and That's two awesome. after their come comeback win against the Suns. Everybody counted them out. They got the victory. So a lot of naysayers. A lot of people want to draw conclusions about Victor Wembanyama's NBA future based on four games. Four no, I games. Think I think he's done. <laughs> he's 19. He's played four games in the NBA. And people are really sure about his future. Uh, do you want to talk about Harden now or later? What do you think? I guess we could save that. Yeah, I mean, okay. we'll, we could we could swing back around. Okay, good. New York City Marathon. Uh, women's field is amazing. Men's yep. field is not the best. So we'll start yeah. with the we'll start with the women, of yep. course. Uh, you got Cosguy, G'day, Jip Cheer Cheer, um, along with Helen O'Beary, reigning champion Sharon Lochetti in there as well. This one's gonna be this one's gonna be really good, because uh, you have also a bunch of different types of marathon runners in there as well, not just a whole bunch of time trialers or a whole bunch of championship style runners. You have Cosguy and G'day, who of course more accustomed to the flat fast stuff, or in G'day's case, the track. You might have heard yep. of it; it's pretty flat. And then you have uh, Obiri, who's won a championship style marathon. Loketti, who's won a championship style marathon. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this this one. And even though the time could be fast, it's it's not going to be the world record. We know that. It might be a course record, which would be cool. But for this one Sunday, we can just forget about the times for a bit and just, just focus on the pure competition. And I'm excited about that. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's you know, it's 
really like the like you said four or five names that you know could win um and it's just a complete unknown right i mean you you could favor i don't know i guess whoever you're feeling but like cause guy you know what hasn't run in the last couple marathons yeah. um good day you know obviously i mean run 216 track but you know uh still I, I would probably be my favorite if you forced me to pick somebody um Jeff yeah. Cheershire has been like consistently injured. really good. Well, but she's been injured too. But so she's been, I, yeah, but she's and then Obiri, like like I said, I mean like you know, and I, I don't know. I, I like I literally don't know who to pick. Like I said, I think I'd pick Gaday just because it seems to have the least question marks surrounding her. Um, but it, it, it could go any different way. And uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, it doesn't have to be running two fourteen, um, and it's not going to be probably. So. It's, uh, yeah, the question marks around today is just experience at this distance. I mean, she's run the ridiculous half with the world record, and she's run 216. But, you know, runners like Cosguy and Jip Chircher are more experienced. Now, if those two are hurt, then whatever. The experience doesn't matter at all. I, I think I might be leaning Obiri, um, okay. but I but j- just uh, with the news about Jip Chircher being banged up and with the fact that Cosguy hasn't been able to to be healthy for, for a bit now. Now, again, we don't know any of this stuff. The best way to know how good a marathoner is going to run, a pro marathoner is going to run, is access to their training log, and we don't have that, yeah. right? It's a complete opposite of track. Track, you can kind of like watch it. Like you can watch Lyles run a 150, and he'll post it to Instagram or something. You could literally time it. But it's way more useful just to look at his results. What has he done <laughs> in competition? And you can say, all right, that gives us a good indication of where he's at. It's it's the opposite because the, the marathoners don't race enough, and when they race, they're r- racing so far out. So what we need to know is how the training is going. Now, Ritzenhain, who's Obiri's coach, talking pretty openly about how great Obiri's training is going. Yeah. So I, I, I could see people leaning that direction, also because she already has a championship-style win. I mean, she's just coming off that, that W in, in Boston. Um, she didn't win last year in New York City, but at least she's familiar with the course. But I just – I don't – someone like Koskai, to me, it's more of a mystery just because of all the injuries. Okay, how healthy is she? You know, how was her 20-miler three weeks ago? We, we don't know any of that. So right. um, unless we get some Strava situations going, it's, it's really hard to predict. No, it's. A, I mean, it's a great point. Yeah, even even when they're running two marathons a year, it's already like okay. Well, they six months ago they looked pretty good, or that tune up fifteen yeah. k they did, or half marathon they did. It's like all right, fine. Like even that. Well, Jeff Fisher won throw, the one world half last yeah. month, but right and now so like that's okay. She's injured. Sign. Yeah, really? but she's hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, but then it's like yeah, you throw in like a cause guy or Jeff Fisher, like actually, you know, either you know scratching or whatever from a marathon then it's like, oh, man, they haven't run a marathon in a year and a half or, mm-hmm. or a year or whatever. And then it's like, it, it just, there's, it's so out there. And, I mean, you know, most of the time, uh, it, you know, it's just like you never know when, you know, it's just like that small step back, especially with how loaded the women's marathon is right now. Mm-hmm. It's just that you've got five women ready to take your place. Yeah, and I think sometimes the good results are signs that they maybe peaked too soon. So even the, the, the MEB effect, right? Or that's at the right. reverse MEB effect. The slow results show that you're going to be in shape when it matters, I think is the, the MEB effect. I have to look that up in the, our house of our dictionary that 
doesn't exist. There's one reason I'm picking O'Beary. Okay. And and I I read John's preview on Let's Run. Yeah. And this just turned me into a complete believer. So Ritz has given all these quotes about how fast she's been running on Magnolia Road, which is the famous training ground in Boulder where the CU team trains and all, all the elites out there. And she did this run this quickly. And how does that match up historically? All that stuff. So this is what John writes. Um, how does she do it? Recovery, Ritzenhine said. Obiri often spends more than half the day sleeping with two lengthy naps each day, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, and nine-plus hours at night. I have, first of all, so much respect, but also so many questions. If we're talking two lengthy naps a day, how does this work? Assuming she wakes up, let's just say she wakes up at 5 or 6 a.m. for that early morning run. Yeah, that's safe, yeah. Okay, then she has breakfast, then she does a 10 a.m. nap. Is she then eating lunch and then taking another nap? Or is she eating lunch, running, and then taking another nap? Because if it's the latter, eat lunch, run, and then nap, are you napping at 3.30, 4 o'clock only to go sleep again in like three more hours? Yeah, it's, I would. my body cannot, you know handle that kind of just chaos, you know, of, of nappage. Um, if I nap after, you know, noon, I feel like I'm, I'm in trouble for the night. Uh, oh, really? I res- I respect, well, I say I've never done the double nap though. I mean, I, it's, you know, if yeah, I, if I'm, if I'm going to do a nap, I guess noon, maybe two, but like if I'm not napping before like one thirty, then it's, it's a lost cause at that point. I feel like, really? I feel like I'm done unless it's going to be a late night. Um, which, you know, I, I'm 40 now. I don't have many of those. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, for work, I'm usually up at, you know, whatever, 637, 6 to 7 uh, a.m. range. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's usually I'm like, oh, man, if I could get a little, even a little 15 minute in mm-hmm. around lunchtime, that's perfect. There was a, f- a while ago, before I had kids, when I was running more, and it, particularly doing the long run on Sundays, you turn football on, I would, I would hit what's called the ONZ, the optimal napping zone. Mm. And that usually would fall between one thirty and three thirty. Anything earlier would just make me feel strange, and anything later, I would feel very groggy. But these naps were serious naps. You're talking fifteen minutes. I was on the Obiri side of things. The lengthy naps, <laughs> as they're described in the article, lengthy naps and nine hours a day. You know what this reminds me of? Have you seen the video? You know all these. Tech guys, they're always trying to hack their lives, and I drink only water and cayenne pepper, whatever. You know all that weird stuff? Yeah. And there's the video going on of the guy who says his one day is actually four days because he wakes up, he breaks his day into four days. Do you remember that one? That I yes, those that are the, the worst articles in the world, but I love reading them. No, no, it was a video. It was a guy on a podcast. Oh, it's like, a, okay, see, I've winning. seen like the, the quick – calling it an article is too much, like literally like a – you know, a, a tweet, a tweet yeah, yeah. thread or something like that is more what I'm thinking. He's like, listen, my one day is four days. I'm up at three. I'm doing chin-ups at 325. Do some coding, protein shake, one day completed, right? Four days into one. I just – I don't get how she pulls this off. I, I needed – John, if you're listening, I need more. Like, can you just send me the raw transcript from that interact? Like, is there stuff you cut from the article? If so, I totally understand. You don't have as many maybe nap fans uh, as you do on this podcast, but we want to know all the details 
of the napping. I, I don't understand how this all gets all like so nine hours a night. Okay. So let's just let's just say she's sleeping exactly nine hours. So that leaves her fifteen hours left in the day. How many hours do you think she's running for a day? Because I'm assuming it's mostly doubles, right? Or is maybe she I, I would think so. So that's the other yeah. part of this. I mean, maybe some of this is these are singles, and maybe that leaves some more time. But okay, so if she's running twice a day with all the warm up, the cool down, the stretching, all that other stuff, you're down, you know, is that enough? Is that probably two hours a session, I would guess, driving to and from? Maybe, maybe two and a half a session? So, so that's like five hours right there. So what, now we're down to 10 hours already. Yeah, how does she rewatch the same TV shows over and over? How over is she again? scrolling that's, on Instagram? And then, okay, so now you're down to now you're down to ten hours, but then you took you have two lengthy naps in there. Let's say ninety and ninety. I guess that's seven. Then you have seven hours to get stuff done. Oh wait, yeah, so, yeah, you'd have seven hours. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's you know that's her job. So a hundred percent, I get that. I mean, yeah, and having so that, job, that helps, right? You're not trying to do it around. The, the work, you know. Um, Having a job while you nap is a great job, too. I should just I mean, that's, that. that's true. If you can get one of those, by all means, do it. Okay, what else on the, the women's side are you looking forward to? See? Like, what do you think? Is G'day just going to go for it and do, old, do an old-school Mary Katani? Just run crazy, crazy fast out the gate in New York? I kind of wouldn't be surprised, right? I mean, it's... Obviously, I don't, you don't think she's going to be running 215 pace or anything like that, but... Well, maybe she will. I mean, I was like, well, maybe I was, sure? I was gauging that all off the old world records and, and everything like that. I mean, I, I don't know what is the course record at New York now. I don't it's two twenty two still. It is okay. It's two twenty two. Okay, so yeah, I mean, they're gonna go sub two twenty, unless the weather's bad. Mm, you think sub two twenty? That's my thought. Wow, that's why that's where I'm at. Yeah, because I just think that's where we're at now. <laughs> I just, I just with this with this field, I feel like it's gonna be broken, and it's gonna be broken easily. Um, Unless they just jog halfway, which they've done. I mean, possible. I don't know with these with these four women in particular. I can't see it. Um, there's respecting the course, that, and then there's <laughs> actually no matter what happens, let's make sure we're clear. Edna Kiplagat's going to finish, you know, on the podium because that's just yeah. the way it is. Um, she, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. That's all she does. We haven't that's, we haven't even mentioned know. the other the other candidates. I'll. All I'm saying is I think people want to respect the marathon distance, and, and they should, and especially in New York because the course is hard. But there's such a thing as being too deferential, and we've seen some crazy negative splits the last the last several years. I, I think we could see that where G'day doesn't want to spin her wheels because she's new on the course and she's new at this marathoning thing still. So she's just going to – she's not going to take any risks, and she's going to be fine just running – a really fast last half. Um, and that that's the way the record doesn't get broken. Then again, right. it's hard to believe this. I can't believe all of them. Would do it, you yeah. Know, like, well, that they're just looking at each other like, oh, cool. This, this 73 minute opener is feeling good. Yeah. Forget a race. I wouldn't believe you can get this group of people together for a training run and they would go slower than 222. Right. <laughs> that's exactly. Uh, you mentioned Edna Kiplagat. Uh, you also have uh, Viola Cheptu in there. The U.S. doesn't have many entrants because the trials are coming up, so not a lot of yep. Americans are running it. So Huddle and Kellen Taylor are the two uh, main Americans. But 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to see Lachetti. Can she? That was a big upset last year. Can she? Can she be in the mix again? And and if so, what does that say about her? Uh, like like what does that say about her win from from last year? Will we view that differently? But yeah, I think I think it's right to focus on on the four that we mentioned, and and that might be going down to a, a three pretty quickly, depending on injuries of these top candidates and maybe even a one. I just, man, it's just cause guy. It just, I mean, she was in that she, she's had a pretty solid run. Like 2018 was a world record, right? Yeah. Right. 2018, 2019. I want to say 18. Yeah. 18 or sorry. 18, okay. Well, she won in 18. Did she set the record? Hold on. I got it right here. 18. No, 19. You're right. Ah. But anyway, so she's been winning these things since since eighteen. So she's had a pretty pretty solid run. Um, yeah, it's won five majors. Last one second was second in three. Yeah, last one was in in Tokyo in twenty twenty two. That was the last win. So it, it's been a bit since since the win. I she was that old. Remember we had the big four twenty twenty one. Oh, twenty twenty one was her last one. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I have. Uh, Wikipedia is telling me twenty twenty two. Which oh, see, I'm on Wikipedia and it says twenty twenty one. Am I crazy? You're looking at Tokyo? Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're right. It's listed two different spots in the World Marathon Majors. So I think 2022 is right because I think it was spring 20. Yeah, spring of last year. So if you look in the in the World Marathon Majors, like a little, little snapshot. Yeah, you're right. I see it. On the right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. I'm not crazy. But, yeah, I know. I think you're right. I think it's a year and a half. It's not two and a half People years, are so like, man, I'm glad crazy. I tuned into this podcast so I can listen to two guys right? look up runner stats on wikipedia that's not all we were doing we also did a nap yeah but it's 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 hard to keep track of all this stuff we all did the nap breakdown as well too uh i i just think she was part of that old group they're old now because that that big four where it was her and jip cheer cheer and jip Koskai. and then we kept yeah. we were making jokes about how we kept adding people to it but then last year happened and now this year happened and then you have to throw hassan in there and g'day because they're For sure. coming from the track, but then you also have Acefa running crazy times and Bariso run like it just got completely overrun with new talent. Not to say that they're not great, and she obviously held the, the world record for a long time, but it was never going to last long, and it, and, it, and it certainly didn't. Like once the dam broke, it just was a whole whole group of people, and it just it just felt like every marathon season there was going to be one or two more breakouts or even, even every major marathon. It was like, okay, we're going to come up with a new name, just like a new person who's going to be yeah. either really fast or get a huge, um, get, get a huge victory or just be a superstar coming from another event. Like it's just crazy that Stefan Hassan is jumping into the marathon and G'day is jumping into the marathon. Um, there's just so much star power involved in it right now. No, hundred percent. And that and you're right. It's interesting with Cosgai because she's, yeah, she, she's the old veteran hanging around at 29. Um, yeah, it's been in the game since 2017. I don't know how she can keep up with these young kids. Um, <laughs> but it's but it's true kind of because it's just like well, it's not even the younger, last, right? Because Hassan. No, no, it's just like the last two years though. It's yeah. just like has you know kind of re <clears throat> redefined everything. And like she can absolutely win this race. Like that wouldn't. I don't. I I, I couldn't be shocked if any of these four women win this race. Um, but it's just, you know, yeah, when it's been up in a year and a half, all of a sudden it's like, okay, well I need to, I need to see it because in that last year and a half, like everything changed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When she was away, 
just the event just got faster uh, and deeper as well. Men's race. Well, actually, prediction, top three. Let me get your prediction. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take a day. Obiri. Do it. Do I it. I want to do it. So Edna Kipugat. There you go. It's not even a question. Uh, no. she. I mean, she's finished on the podium 10 times. And, I mean, she won Boston, what, last year? Yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think Obiri. I'll go Obiri for the win over Gaudet. Me. And she, Kipugat finished fourth at New York last year. I know the field's better this year, but like, yeah, I, I think she's gonna get fourth. <laughs> still I think she's gonna get, I think she's gonna get fourth again this year. So I'll go yeah. Obiri. Hopefully, Costco's health healthy enough for second, and then I'll say good day third, just because I think she needs a little more practice at this marathon thing. More seasoning, okay. She needs some wave light technology to help her. And there's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Not enough lights in New York City. All right, the men. <laughs> Thoughts on the men? Uh, a lot of, well, some of the people dropped out, but a lot of the other people are just running different races. Yeah, no Chibet, yeah. Cam War, I think, both uh, withdrew as well. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so it's, yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's open, um, you know? Yes. It's Tola, Katata, yeah. Career, um, all have had, had their moments, but also like, I don't know if you'd say any of them are at the, like the top of their game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you would you would probably not say that, right? right? Like I mean, so it's like I I, li- I have no idea what's going to happen in this race. Like this is such a um kind of such a mystery of what's going to happen because I mean like Cam Levens has been running really well. Yeah. Um. So like I like it wouldn't be like I think he could absolutely be in it. Um, in, in it late. Uh, but I, it's just. Yeah, you kind of like you have to talk yourself into guys, right? Instead of talking yourself out of other ones. Yeah, there's no guarantees. Um, by the way, that's North American record holder Cam Levens to you. Yeah, no, I mean he's been he's been fantastic. You know, last last few years. Um, Two hundred five. Yeah, I mean that that was, and that was what? No, that was this year, right? When he did that. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's like I said he I think you know he's right there. Cesarek is debuting, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I mean like I said I don't know how you feel great about picking anybody right here. Um, you don't you don't, and that's the type of race that Levens could win. This just this feels like a I I don't know what I would have like a Meb era race sort of. Where he where he sneaks in and get now it's it's different because the times are harder to sort out but it just this one's wide open um, it's actually probably weaker than that that I'm trying to, that Meb Boston race there was some bit because Cometo and was in there and Disease was in there and they just they dropped out right away so they had bigger names yeah. coming in this is if you had well you do have marathon rankings right Jason already on your computer somewhere like Tola and Katata like where are Tola and Katata right now I mean they might be in the top 15 but it's yeah it's a they're tied for 14th place with 76 other people right it's not well that's the thing is like I mean yeah trying to you know because it's like you know the women there's like just there's the crazy depth so you go man how do I figure out my top seven or eight or whatever the number is right now yeah 
for the men, it's like, okay, I've got a pretty good idea who the top two are. Yeah. And then maybe you can get a third. But then it's like, okay, well, this guy finished second in this one. Mm-hmm. But this other guy won this lower tier marathon last year. Yep. And this and it's just like it's this total cluster of like, how do I compare these? And like every one of them have run, you know, two oh three high, two oh four, like and it's and it's just kind of yeah, kind of a mess. I mean you know, I mean Tola finished you know, Tola was third in London this year. Like that's yeah. that's a good result, right? Like, I mean, that tells you, all right, if you can finish third in London, he could win a really kind of, you know, weaker field in New York. Yeah. Um, you know, Katata finished second last year in New York. Okay. So he could he could certainly certainly win here. Um you know, career, I guess what he he won a couple yeah. two, three years ago. Yeah. Yep, um yep. so I but like that's again, it's like it's not like I'm like, oh well this is this is really obvious. So I I, I mean I think like I said I, I absolutely think Levins could finish top three. In fact, I, I think I'm gonna—I'm definitely gonna pick him to finish top three. Um, but I don't know. Hopefully, we get some sort of like—I'm—I'm I'm looking to like see if somebody pops from this afterwards because it's going into it. I'm—I'm I'm at a loss. Well, with Levins, you know, he's Canadian. He's not American, but I—we're talking about him in the same way we talked about American women a couple of years ago, where you'd say, well, their PR doesn't dis- doesn't immediately rule them out of the field. Two oh five. Yeah, and that's a that's a big step, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's like if you're five minutes off to start the race, right. PRs aren't everything, but that that matters, right? Even in yes, even in a tactical race, not always. It's not the end all be all, but it just I think it helps from a psychological standpoint, and it just helps to show you the overall depth. Okay, how many p? If he runs at his best, how many people could beat him? Because then you look at it drops off. It goes two oh three, two oh four, two oh four, two oh five, which is him. 206, 206, 207, 208, 208, 208, 208, 208, 209. So could a 209 guy beat him? Absolutely a 209 guy could beat him. But you have to think if they're both running their best, the odds are heavily in his favor that he's going to win. So then you just create, and this is what we always did with Meb or with whatever American we're talking about. All right, who are the the people that are for sure going to beat him? Who are the people who could, you know, who are the toss-ups? And then who are the people who are going to really have to have a great day to beat him? And the numbers are really advantageous to someone like Levins. And it's not just Levins. You could look at, you could look at Cohen Nart or Maru Teferi. There's just, there's a, a, a yeah. group of people there who have run 205 or 206. And because you know, Chibet's not in it, because Kiptum's not in it, because Kipchoge's not in it, because even Camor's not in it, they have a they have a shot, and then you add in the fact that this is New York City, where things get even more unpredictable, and and it's not unbelievable. I mean, Lemons just missed a medal at, at World Champs too. Not to say that World Champs was the yeah. end, end all be all, but it's it's not it's not as if he had one really fast race where he got seventeenth in Dubai, and that was it. He's he's been competitive in these races too. So I actually think and. Him going in knowing that he has a chance at winning, I think it's going to help as well too. Remember, we all thought Levins was going to be the marathoner coming out of college because he was running 200 miles a week and managing it, and he had really good closing speed for the NCAA. And, and even as a pro, he had good closing speed in the 5 and 10. Not the best closing speed, but he still had a ton of speed for the amount of mileage he was he was doing. And then obviously – 
the beginning of his pro career didn't go the way he wanted it to, and now he's he's found his footing and is really rolling as a marathon. But it makes sense. I I didn't think it would be at, at 34 when he'd be crushing it, but yeah, I, but but it's more of the old school career path, right? Exactly. Like the, yes, yes. Yeah. Like hey, this is what guys uh, used to do was you'd <clears throat> let your track career play out, and then in your early 30s you'd go to the marathon and you'd do that for a few years, and then that was you know that was it. And yeah, I agree. I mean, obviously, um, you know, Levin's, I mean, it seems like his, this is, this is kind of what he was made for. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, like it just makes sense and it's, and the results have been there right off the bat. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, yeah, just to, just to go, like I said, go in there with a, with a real shot to win. Um, you know, I mean, I think, I think Tola has to be the favorite, um, but sure. he's, like I said, he, to me, he's a, he's a real easy pick for second or third what would you say his odds would be <sighs> that's a good question um it can't be that long right i mean uh i mean so i'm saying toll is the favorite i'm even trying to think of like what i would make him like he could be he could be like plus 350 and then levin's is and katata are both you know four or five to one yeah in that range maybe he didn't run a half or a full until 2018. That does seem crazy. Well, and, and the funny part is if there was one person you thought who was going to reverse the order of their career or at least yeah. put the marathon first, it would have been him. But he was good enough in the track where you could see why he would he would stick around. Um, yeah, because pro in – I think he was still running NCAAs in 2012. Yeah, he's still running NCAA in, in 2012. Ran the Olympics for Canada in 2012, and then 2013 he was out of college, and then did a whole bunch of seasons before he eventually decided to move up to the to the marathon. So he's there now. Yeah, like you said, not a I mean, not a bad track career by any means. You know, no. he, he made some made some finals and stuff, but like it does. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. You never know, obviously. But like in in retrospect, you just go, hey man, if you could do it again, do you go to the marathon ten years ago? Sure, but like because it's. Who knows? But then you look at the early marathons and they weren't great. They were yeah. like, where are they? He says as he can't find them. Uh, two, well, 209 in 2018 is pretty good. Um, yeah, but then runs 215. Yeah, and then... 212, 210. Yeah, so I mean, it, it took a while to, to figure it out. It was really last year that, that when he ran the, the, the good one in, in, uh, in Eugene at Worlds. Yeah. That it looked like it was starting to click. I mean, for a while there, he was always chasing the the Canadian record because that had been held for forever. But he's got a shot. He's got a shot. I don't know how many more shots he'll get like this, but he's he's got a shot uh, to do it. Yeah, to get this kind of opportunity at New York. Um, yeah, I, I I feel I feel like this is uh, this is as good as it's gonna get. I'm looking. At, okay, so now I'm curious. I'm looking at all these. Uh, so debut Toronto Waterfront Marathon 209.25. 209.25. So again, in 2018, not bad. Lot, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a debut, real solid. I mean, I'm sure, but a lot, yeah, and a lot of people were projecting what he was doing as a collegian into that. But okay, and then 2019, uh, 215, he gets 12th. Uh, in a, in runs yeah okay so that wasn't great twenty twenty Toronto waterfront marathon yeah I mean that's back yeah. to back Toronto marathon I want to go to Toronto yeah. actually one day oh no I've heard it's amazing I would I would love to go 
Uh, DNFs in London in that was the COVID Kipchoge got eighth race, yep. so that race doesn't count. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then does the marathon project gets fifteenth and two twelve. Okay, so now okay. you're thinking, all right, weird COVID year, but man, we'll give him one more year in the marathon. He wins the S seven marathon in Austria, Furstenfeld. Never heard of it. Okay, <laughs> the fact that he's even doing that marathon, you're like, all right, what's the deal? Then he goes to the Olympics. Uh, forgot what issue he had in the Olympics, but clearly he had something going on. Seventy first, two twenty eight, and then twenty twenty two, Worlds two hundred seven oh nine. And then 2023, uh, Tokyo 205. Um, so it's been a sudden resurgence. It's, it's, it, it, was, it was a lot of years of struggles, and then boom, boom, he's rolling. So we'll see if he can keep it going. But he, he yeah, this is, this is the chance. This is the opportunity. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Like I said, the women's race, obviously more excited for just because we know everything that's going to happen. The men's will be just kind of like this. All right, let's just, let's just watch, see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's who, Levins is going to be the only contender who has a result. I'm guessing on his world athletics page from a meet in Las Vegas. It's a good point. That's man. That's, I got to pick him. March 5th, 2011, Las Vegas, UNLV track classic. Great name, by the way, they just knocked it out of the park with that creative. Name. I mean, that's what we do. From the land of the Las Vegas baseball park. Uh, <laughs> 155.48. Oh, the day before, he ran 13.57 in a 5,000 at the Las Vegas UNLV Track Classic. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how many faster 5,000s have been run at the Las Vegas UNLV Track Classic. A track that has – does it have no bleachers at all or only one – like half of one. This is like twenty meters of bleachers. Am I remembering that? Yeah, I'm trying. It's been a while since I've since I've been to it, but um, not uh, not the best. Uh, you know, better than Reno's, but uh, better than Reno's. That's because well, it Reno's have more bleachers, but at least they don't cover the track with the bleachers. Oh, by the way, congrats to UNLV uh, football, or congrats to you on UNLV football. Have they played Reno oh, yeah. yet? This year. Has that happened? Have they played UNR? Uh, God, man, I've been so you out don't of it. Know. You did. You we played know. them two weeks ago? Thought, Three weeks ago. I thought you were a super fan. I, you know, I mean, this is the first year I actually should be watching um, because this is they're actually they're actually solid. Yeah. Um, the yeah, they stadium? did beat Reno. I was going to say, that was a few weeks back, but uh, beat Reno, which is usually the only, you know, I remember, like, watching part of that game, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean they've gotten their butts kicked by some teams who are obviously much better, but then they've won most of the games they should win. So I can't really, uh, can't really complain. Wait, what are what's the record? Uh, what is? I thought they only had a one loss. Am I looking? Am I thinking of that wrong? I no, they've been. Maybe I'm wrong. Good. Why is this stupid thing? Stupid. I'm seeing individual games here, which I guess I could just count them out. Count. Look, let me let's run through the schedule. All right, it all started. <laughs> They lost to Michigan, I, which they, yeah, they got their butts kicked by Michigan, which you know, that, of course they did. Well, but that results in doubt now. That's under protest, I think. Is that right? That's a good point. That's that's a very good point. Yeah. Um. Oh, they Six just lost two. to Fresno. Yeah, and that's only, only two losses. Yeah, that's pretty good. No, they're bowl eligible. That's all. You know, when you're at this level, my whole thing I always said for them was like, make a bowl every other year. Like that's that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. Um. 
but uh yeah no six and two is is great beat 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 it brino um so i can't complain yeah i mean i'll even watch a little bit you know you know i've never been the biggest college football guy but i would watch the rebels a little bit but uh as more and more um teams move conferences and everything else i'm just kind of i'm college football doesn't do really do it for me all right moving on um Sorry. I mean, your your guy. He's he's supposed to be one of the big uh, quarterbacks, right? My guy. Who's my guy? I don't know. Quarterback or Oregon? Oh, he is a he could be a future. Isn't he like the second biggest draft draft prospect right now or something? Bo Nix is the second biggest draft prospect. I, I think so. I, I think he was up there. This is my last season of college football. Then I'm all done because of uh, wow the conference realignment. They've gone too far. This is it. So I'm finally thinking, finally happened, huh? It broke me. I don't. Everyone. All my Oregon friends they just folded just like they folded about hayward field oh it's so cool we're gonna play iowa really is that cool oh sweet sick indiana no you know who i want to play i'll play oregon state i want to play usc every year you know what was perfect well the pac-10 was perfect then they made it the pac-12 i'll, I'll even say the pac-12 was perfect okay it's perfect it's perfect yeah i i literally like if you and, and Bonex is like in you know, a first round pick, but not not that high up. I was Good. Him of course, I think the uh, we can't confuse the with listeners. Drake May. I think the the North Carolina guy. Um, yeah, I, I mean to be honest, like if you were like, or whenever next year you saying it's moving more, like just like hey, do a quiz if it was as a stump stump help, and and you were just naming me, give this college what football conference they're in. Like I would fail. Yeah, and I used to know all of them. Yeah. really easily. Yeah, but now I have no idea. Yeah, I get it. We sound like old men, but I just the whole fun part about college. It's just dumb. Is is the history right? The the rivalries. Yeah, the, exactly. The exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah, like you want to play Washington, even if they're not great, even if they don't gin up uh, at TV revenue. It's you've been playing them for a million years. You want to keep playing them. I just I don't. And it, the irony of all ironies that this is the best the Pac-12 has been in football for like a decade this year, and they're gonna and and it's at really high interest too because of. Colorado. Everybody's into Colorado. Obviously, everybody's into USC because Caleb Williams. Like, there's so much interest in the in the Pac-12 this year, and they're going to end the conference. I still can't believe it. It's so crazy. Hayward Field and the Pac-12 both gone in my lifetime. The wow. Old, sorry, the old Hayward Field. Two institutions. I would say, I mean, and gone not even your lifetime. Like, what your time you're 40. Yeah. Like, that's rough. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Nothing lasts forever, kids. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Wrigley Field still standing. I'm just holding on to that. All right, what uh, run through the rest of men's field? What else do you think? Uh, who else didn't we didn't we talk about? Um, Nagai. I, I don't know if we we mentioned him. He's two hundred four fifty six at Rotterdam last year. Um, so you know he's he's on the list. Uh, we mentioned Cesarek <clears throat> debuting. Um, and then I mean, who else you who else you looking at here? What do you think about Chez? I mean, that's yeah. That, that you know, the he obviously doesn't have like the the track profile of Gaudet and Hassan and some of these other like superstars who are coming over. But Chesarek has obviously been been good for a while. So like, I mean, it certainly wouldn't surprise me if he was just good right off the bat, right? Like, I mean, that I don't know. I could see him. I could see him being a. I mean, not not running two hundred five in New York, but you know, it being a two hundred five guy. Yeah. Two hundred five. 
Why? As in, not New York. Oh, just in oh general. okay. Yeah, yeah. No, not Did New Jason's York. Jason's call is shot? No. <laughs> yeah, like, just, just, you know, so, so yeah, whatever the equivalent of that in New York is, I don't know, 208 mid. Okay. Yeah, I... I mean, what's this race going to be won in, you think? Well, 208? That's, that's kind of my guess, yeah. I think, I mean, Chess is another one. Incredible NCAA career. Yep. 17 titles. And then, now his situation was complicated because, you know, what country is he going to compete for? All that stuff had a, had definitely had an impact in how many appearances he was making internationally versus some, yeah. someone who's not running for Kenya. Um, who's just going to have a much easier time making teams unless they're run, trying to make Ethiopian teams. But just trying to – I mean, it's crazy to think how good he was in the mile in, in college, right? Broke the NCAA uh, record in the mile. And then even as a post-collegiate member, broke run under uh, 350 that year at BU. Um, and now going all the way up to the marathon. So – just that yeah. that voy- that voyage is just it's just so interesting for me because those events, man, they're so they're so 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 different. Um, I mean, shoot, I ran the two mile and I felt like the mile was just in another <laughs> galaxy, and then they're running the marathon. Um, so I I think yeah maybe, but I think it's gonna be tough. Yeah, no, I, I think it could be a I think it'd be a solid marathoner for for a while. I mean, obviously it's. Some guys just take to it better than others, and, and I'll, you know, who, who knows? But, um, yeah, I'm not expecting him to finish, you know. Like I said, I mean, he, he I guess he could finish, like, fifth or sixth in the race and, like, run a solid debut of, like, 209.50, and it'd be like, okay, I don't know what that tells me about anything. Yeah. But, like, that's good. <laughs> well, wh- so what do, you, what do you think is good for him? Can you define it? <sighs> yeah, and, and, and like I said, New York makes it so much harder because it's – you know, let's say we just that the times are so different, and and I guess the approach to the race. I, mean, I guess the good thing is, like, I don't think any of these guys are going to go nuts. So, like, maybe he can just stay with a a lead group for you know a decent part of the race. Because um, I, I mean, it's it's going to be a whole bunch of guys between I don't know two hundred seven and two twelve. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if you go sub two ten in New York on your on your debut. Like, I think that's a that'd be really solid. All right, let's do picks. Top three. What do you yeah. got? I'm going to go. Um, let's see. Okay. I'll go Tola. Um, this is the I'm year gonna... for just the insane top three. <laughs> this is the yeah. year for. I mean, like I said, I think he's the favorite. So, I mean, you know, I guess it's a, a chalky pick or whatever. But I'll go Tola. Then I'll go Levens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Katata. I'll go Nagi. But odds are one of those guys like doesn't finish or or something, you know, or they finish like twelfth or something crazy. I'm gonna go Nagi. Then I'm gonna go Jamal Yimer, two eight fifty eight okay. PR. Love it. Um, I'll go Levens three, and I think one of these Americans is gonna get. Fourth, or, I mean, again, just like the women, because trials is coming up. You okay. got Kibet and and Zenisalasi. You don't have a deep American field, but I think one of those Americans is going to finish top five because this, again, when that many people are north of two hundred six, and then you put them in New York, there's just going to be a lot of 
a lot of opportunity to, to to move up into that top five for those those guys. So yeah, no, it's a good point. And like, yeah, some of those, even the like I said, the favorites, like there's question marks obviously surrounding them. So yeah, yeah there there could easily be a lot of a lot of openings for for people down the list a little bit. All right, New York City Marathon preview, uh, brought to you by Jason's Hatbox Ghost costume. Um, <laughs> How did you, how did the Space Jam costumes work out? I think I saw a picture of that. Yeah, good. you think you did or you did? No, I, I saw a picture. Um, it looked good. So my youngest was Tweety Bird, which just entailed putting him all in yellow, and then Katie ironed a Tweety Bird logo to the shirt. Last year he was just all in green because he was um, Yoshi. So he's just in general just is gonna wear just just colors. We're just buying pajamas, which is great because we can it. reuse them. Yeah, yeah, I thought it worked well. It was pretty simple. It's just jerseys and then the headband with the ears. My son lost him right before the pictures, so I gave him mine, so I didn't have the ears, mm. which was a bummer. And I found them afterwards. Um, well, let's just say you're playing uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, so the high socks were cool with the stripes. So we had matching socks. Didn't have the shorts, and my daughter had a little like tail thing that she snapped onto the back of her pants because she was lola so i thought it, i thought it worked and listen as someone who three years ago just decided to be a halloween guy i'm, yeah. I'm pretty proud of how i it's a good time how i how I was able to reinvent my much like cam levens reinvented my career i like it yeah no it's like i said it's one of those things it's like hey you know it's it's fun to fun to dress up as something random and then you especially you got the whole family together it's a good time like i told you i just i wasted and if this can be advice to, to any of the, our younger listeners out there, maybe even older listeners out there, then it then it's worth me saying this. Sometimes you spend a lot of time crapping on things, and then you discover you actually like it, and it's okay yeah. to admit you're wrong. I spent a lot of True. time not being a big Halloween person, and then I just thought, I'm going to try this out. And am I constructing a nine-foot skeleton in front of my – neighbor's doorstep like you no i'm not doing that i'm not going to go to that level but 12 foot yeah 12 sorry <laughs> you're like three time uh halloween house of the year please put some respect i mean right? if they if i wish my neighbor some some you know uh neighborhoods do that i wish they did because uh okay. yeah anyway what i was saying this isn't about your cost your uh decorations uh i yeah, for me though, this is this is this is fun. I like doing it. Before I didn't like it. It's not that I made fun of people who did like it, but I just didn't like it. It wasn't my thing, and I wasn't. Pers- but then I woke up one day and thought, "Why do I not like this thing?" Same thing with baseball. Whole life didn't like it. It took my son getting into it for me to get into it. You know what? I'm not going to spend my whole life not doing something or not enjoying something just because an older version of myself didn't like it. Guess what? There's things I used to like that I don't like anymore. So now. This can replace that, and that's fine. And that's my, that's my advice. It's a good call. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to dig your heels in, and you can just uh, yeah enjoy something. You can change. You can pivot. You can adapt. We can be malleable as, as human beings and decide that our our interests change. It's a good call. You know, I was hanging out with. Uh, this kind of goes back to what you and I were talking about about what, um, like a crazy new hobby that you'd take up. What what do we call yeah. it? We, we, we discussed that in the pod, right? Because I was saying, oh, I started lifting. I never lifted before. So we're trying to think of something um, for you to do. I have it in my, in my mm. notes here. I can't find it. 
Yeah, because I'm like, I'm kind of, I mean, the, one of my things is like, I just have a hundred random things I'm always kind of interested in at the same time. You know, it's always like, oh, okay, I love doing, like, if a friend goes, hey, do you want to do mm-hmm. random quasi-sport activity? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, let me try that. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is my jam. Like, I'm going to just do this for the next, um, you know, whatever, couple years. And because I, I just love, I love, you know me, I love random games and competitions and stuff like that. Right, so I was talking with my buddies because one of them turned 40. And then I said, hey, we should all do a new thing when we turn 40. I'm not there yet. So then we were all thinking of – and it wasn't stuff that we previously hated, but it was just stuff that we had never tried before. And it had to – the only rule is it had to be completely out of – like you couldn't have tried it or even tried something adjacent to it before. So one of them was talking about trying to do surfing. All these are going to mm. lead to in- that's one thing I will never do, but I have a fear of the ocean. So yeah, yeah, that's why. But I'm, but I'm just saying the idea is just to get totally out of your comfort zone and and do something that or do something that you've always wanted to do but never really even got close to or learn learn something new. I can't find it in our notes. We had something because I recommended you becoming a notary public. I think I, was I, one of them. That's right. No, I do remember this like being a thing. Like, was it the beginning of the year? Maybe. Yeah, I was trying to peer pressure you into doing something. Well, th- I found our other Google Doc, which just says baseball podcast question mark. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, here we so go. Was, uh... Here we go. <laughs> Do you want me to read this? I probably read this already. Wow. Uh, things Jason could try if he knew he couldn't fail. That was my dramatic title. Oh, nice. I like uh, it. Fire eating. <laughs> did we read this already? Are we doing reruns? I don't know. I, if we did, I do not. I do not remember. Okay. Uh, fire eating. I think I came up with all these, correct? So just I, I, I'm pretty sure this isn't Jason just doing this. Um, this was me projecting onto Jason things he could do. Love it. Uh, learn the violin. Mm. Write a screenplay. Yeah. Start cutting your friend's hair. <laughs> Axe throwing. I do, yes, I've done that. Okay, so well, that's I just, off. you know, and casually, but that's yeah. Off. I guess you could get a bag and take it to the next level. Yeah. Uh, design a roller coaster. Mm, bring back the roller coaster tycoon. Yeah. Drive to Canada. Okay. Build a shed. <laughs> That's good. Join an outrigger canoeing club. <laughs> oh, here's here it is. Become a notary. I don't know why that. I love it. Learn to make three different types of chicken wings really well. <laughs> what were we? What? <laughs> I love this. Uh, and then this one's just like. A complete layup. Go to a pro sporting event in two different countries, non-US. Just okay. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I guess I've been to a Premier League game. Oh yeah. So this was. So that's one. Wait. When did you go to the Premier Premier League game? That was not until that was early May. Right? Okay. Because this, so. according to this note, it's January seventh, twenty twenty three. Was the last. Yeah. I think this was like a New Year's resolution. Oh. Type okay. Thing. Okay. This is making I think. sense. And my last one was take a sign language class. That would be good. So th- yeah, there's some that's something I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, uh, most of those I should I should do or should try. Like I said there's there's certain ones that I just you know, I I don't think musical instrument is in my wheelhouse. I just uh, no one no one in the help and family. You could be the first has that skill. You could be first. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm I I I'd, I'd like to think I'm pretty uh, pretty notorious. Know, right word, but like I, I'm like down for yeah for for anything kind of thing guy, you know. I just think if you became a notary public, <laughs> that'd be really funny. How, it can't be hard, can it? You just get to walk around with a stamp. 
I, yeah, from my understanding, I think that was, I think Johnny had talked about doing that actually. Um, just as like a side gig. I think you just have to pay and probably take a class. It's, you know, isn't it so funny that we have this system set up where <laughs> I I get to stamp you? Okay, I'm looking at in Texas how to do it. Um, there's an application, purchase supplies, complete the process. That's it. Hmm. Yeah, this can't be too complicated. The guy at FedEx or whoever is one. Like there's you know the oh yeah he's not in right now but he'll be back after lunch. So there's like you know specific people at the right. at the UPS store or whatever that can that can do it. Yes, that's true. Yeah, I have to do it a lot for work stuff. Oh, so you know, and you could you could say you've just been notarized. Right. <laughs> you could make a. You probably can't customize your stamp. That'd probably be against the rules. Oh man, that'd be good. I think notaries are missing a great recruiting opportunity. Do we need more same of them? With, we don't need same with track jerseys. They should be customizable. You should have your own thing. All right. Let's go to email. Yeah. Uh, Houseofrun at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, let's go to Mike. Yeah. Z. Uh, who's in Tampa, I believe. I'm going to Florida in two weeks, Jason. Oh, nice. For Thanksgiving. What are you doing out there? Just, just oh. a Thanksgiving trip. Don't know anybody, but never been. I was like, is, it, you have, is any of the family out there? No, right? No, but oh, interesting. No family's coming here. So last year we did the trip to Houston, mm. just because I'd never spent any serious amount of so time you just in yell Houston. At Rockets fans, uh, Astros fans, actually. Mm, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd never seen the city, and we had several days off. So we thought, hey, let's just hang out down Why there not? so we're doing the yeah. same thing but this time in florida so not but not in not in tampa i'm not going that far um but i've only been to florida i've been to florida for 36 hours or something when i was with flow track we went to orlando to film a workout and that's it so I've, mm. this is my first um never done florida yeah. flight connections only which does not count yeah it doesn't count we could add that to the list just like go to florida that's right that's true um, not, it's not, not, you know, not super high on my list. I'm not like, I think it would be cool, but like it would, I think there'd be other places ahead of that. Well, when we listed baseball parks, we wanted to go to the ones from Florida, I think were last and second. They are week. not on the list. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the bottom of the barrel. Sorry, Florida. All right. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Hey guys, you're looking for the award for Safana and it already exists. Mm. The coach's award given out yearly to that one kid on the team who wasn't the best, <laughs> wasn't the rising star. But the person who showed up all summer and came to all the long runs but still got beat. <laughs> Maybe retroactively give one to Mofera. Well, but she won the two major marathons. It's kind of the heart of the champion award a little bit too, yeah. yeah. The coaches the coaches or we could get a sponsor going, you know. I think she was coach's award for all those years on the track when she kept getting bronze and silver and couldn't get it. Same thing with Laura Muir. Laura Muir probably yeah. is still coaches award status but now Safan's winning races i don't think i don't think that it's true she's too she's she's too good for it yeah exactly uh down in florida the powerhouse state for cross country miami's belin jesuit is looking to make a run at a national title on the boys side however the fhsaa state meet is just two days before the regional qualifier hmm. here's his question jason wow would you rather have a for sure state title, probably scoring under 27 points, or a shot at a national title 
On the individual side, Patrick Kuhn of Leon, Tallahassee, recently committed to Stanford following fellow Floridian Charles Hicks. Um, let me finish the email, and then you can give me your answer yeah. to that question. Last week at a district meet, I had the pleasure of watching a small Eritrean-American man run loops of the cross-country course all alone. I asked my team if they'd ever met an Olympic medalist Boston Marathon winner. Some asked if he's better than Kipchoge. Others asked Skechers. A poor volunteer had to tell him 200 meters from the finish during the girls' race, sir, please keep off the course, to which I had to tell her, ma'am, that's Meb. He's not going to get in the way. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great line. That's really good. I mean, good. that's not as good as me, Mo. And then she's like, what's like Meb? Cookies, but it's pretty good. <laughs> By the way, still no follow-up on that email. That's right. Uh, cross-country state beats are happening almost everywhere. Some early results show a young Ritzenheim girl from Colorado setting – a new course record in case 40 wasn't a sign. We're all getting old. Keep up the great work. That is Mike Z. All right. State title or a chance to qualify for nationals because we live in the nationals era and we live in the qualification meet everywhere era where everybody's qualifying for everything at all times constantly. Your thoughts. Yeah, that's man. That's a good point. Um, so I guess, so if, I haven't won a state title before. Let's say let's let's live in that world, right? Where we didn't win this. We're not defending champion. We didn't win it two years ago or whatever. Yeah. So this is the first chance for that. I want that state title. I just do. You know, that's that's a big thing. As much as and so maybe maybe then you employ the team tactics and you run together and you yeah you know yeah. you're kind of doing the the smart racing. You know, as much as I hate it in in the NCAA cross country world, like you you do enough to get your state titles, but you don't completely wipe yourself out for two days later. Um, so I I would, I would but I I'd want that state title for sure. I, I could I just I couldn't like I said. And if we won it the year before, maybe I could go. Hey guys, let's let's try to get that national title or you know whatever. But um, you know the worst would be yeah you you you'll be a punt state. You don't get that. Then you try to do the nationals, you know, maybe you qualify, but you finish ninth. It's like, are you feeling better because you did that? You're not. And I, I don't like it. And I just think one of the fun aspects about high school cross country was it was one of the few sports where it used to be the best athletes all competed. You know, Alan Webb right. <laughs> ran high school cross country. Ryan Hall ran high school cross country uh sarah hall ran high school well sarah bay at the time ran high school cross country these these absolute legends ran high school cross country now there was this inevitable trend towards club coaching and people charting out on their own and phenoms wanting to do things their own way and i and i get that and i understand it um for some people, it's the right decision. You know, for others, it's not. But having like a whole powerhouse team opt out, I think, obviously, more of a big deal. Because then, because then you look back at the results. Oh, who was the best team in Florida that year? Oh, it was them. But what happened? Oh, regionals was two days later, <laughs> so they didn't run. I mean, it just, it just pretty remarkable how much this has changed, how how quickly it's changed. So last year or two years ago, Newberry Park, right? Great yep. greatest high school team. You know, they go to nationals and they score this in, insanely low score. Um the year after that, they don't even really compete in high school. 
which again, I understand they were fast enough not to compete in high school, but I do think something's lost there, not just historically, but I think you have your whole life. And at the time you're not realizing this because at the time you want to run against the best competition and it becomes pointless to just smash everybody week in and week out. But you got your whole life to run in these open races or these college races and and you don't have, uh, you only have four years to run in high school. And I, I just think that, that unique aspect that I talked about at the beginning of you, we always knew like what, I mean, what would it have been probably 99 of the best high school runners in the United States were running high school cross country. It was extremely rare for a boy or a girl not to be running high school cross country before. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was very, like you just, ne- and ne- even high school track. And again, it's, it's changed a little bit. People have opted out. People have signed pro contracts and, and I get that. If you want to get paid, go get paid. Um, I certainly would want to get paid to run. That sounds like an awesome deal. But again, it, it's just different when you have entire teams now. Because there's so like the seventh runner is not going to run their high school state meet. Their seventh runner, who's probably really good, but just this, right. you know, is just on this other team. Like I, I just I liked it when high school cross country was representative of like the 14 to 18 year old population as a whole in the United States. I thought that was a cool, a cool aspect of the sport. And I liked how Foot Locker, now seven other names, but Foot Locker was pretty good at crowning a national champion where you really couldn't in other sports. You couldn't do that. You know, obviously tennis isn't run that way. Volleyball is not run that way. Basketball is not run that way. I mean, football was the closest comp because even though there are seven-on-seven seven passing leagues and, and other things that go on, they're not trying to compete with high school football. Um, and running was the running was the same. Cross country was the same. There wasn't this this the shadow system didn't exist. High school cross country was that that top tier level, right? The the high school club stuff wasn't a threat, wasn't an issue in in cross country. In track, it's always been around, but but in cross country, no one was like, hey, I'm gonna skip my high school practice to go run um, or, or my high school meet to go run a club meet. That would just be a strange thing to say. Yeah. I mean, it. yeah. In, in, high school, in high school. Now, before high school, obviously people are in clubs, but high school was always the priority. High school had the most eyeballs on it. High school had the most interest. It was, it was high school. That was the stuff that people were watching. Yeah, and it's just this. I guess the same, you know, stuff. Obviously, that's happening with. I mean, I guess maybe high school basketball still thing, but obviously the the, you know, the youth um, kind of just top levels of those programs. It's just like across all sports, right? It's like well, the, they the got best. the weird prep school stuff. Like you got Finley Prep there in Las Vegas. Like how yeah, do, how well, do they compete it. with a regular high school? It's just it's just it's just different. There's just. There's this shadow league going on in high school for basketball that just doesn't exist. There's no prep schools for for cross country. No, exactly. But I mean, it's but it's just like a lesser extent to that kind of like where it's and it's you know I mean baseball like I've got nephews who play eight, eight tournaments a week and mm. they're they're like you know just doing everything and obviously they they play for their their high school teams as well. Um, right. But I guess I don't know. I guess I'd be curious. I mean, I should I should ask them just like how much they how much do you care about the the high school of it compared to um you know just like 
like your your, your club team or, or whatever else? Like, does yeah, yeah. one mean more, or is it just hey, whatever? I'm playing, you know, like I said, I'm playing for four teams at once. Uh-huh. What is what does that really mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I was not good enough to, to do that anyway, but it's 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 an interesting thing because it's just in every sport. This you know it's they they want the best kids to have these opportunities to to get better and in a way that's good but in another way it's kind of nuts um but it's interesting yeah and listen i think the way to handle it if you want to do both and you're going to be dominant you know cruise through and then try to do both that's well i guess you couldn't because the travel never mind and, and that that's putting an awful lot of work on them but i guess special occasion could you could you do that and make it work um i just it's nostalgia. I get it. I, I cop to it, but I and I know there's there's great high school programs out there. There's poor high school programs. There's there's everything in between, like there is for for every sport. But in this case, it's not even like they're not running high school. They're just not running the high school state meet. <laughs> they're still the, right. they're still the same high school. It's not as if the the training environment would be different or the teammates are different. It's just they're they're so good that they're opting out of state, and I just think that's no fun. Like the, the the best teams should still be still be competing, and the problem that we have here is just we just got over as a sport. It got overloaded with national championships, and the desire to have um, an individual national championship and a team national championship and multiple shoe with track. It's every shoe company's involved now, so then there's all these conflicts that that come up. Whereas I think you could have kept it simple and waited till all these state meets are over. You know, and then just then and then extended the season. I get it. You have to qualify and do all this other stuff to get there, too. But I just again, you know, we're we're from the era where winning state was a huge deal, regardless of state. And then if you competed afterwards, it was always fun because it was just, oh, this person won state in in this event and this person is from another state. And let's see how they match up when they finally get on the line. Um but yeah, I admit different era, but I'd say you, you only get to really run, you know. And honestly, listen, here's the reality of it. I mean, I think college coaches are going to see you regardless. If you're really that good, you're going to be seen. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to say, I'm not going to recruit this person because they ran the high school state meet instead of going to NX, NXR. That's not an issue. So. Non-running people are probably going to care where way more about how you did at state than where, where you placed at a, a, a regional meet. That's just uh, – unless you're going to win, as you said. Unless you can be, can become national champion, which I got to admit, I'm not following high school cross country uh, much this season, so I, I don't know how good the team is. But unless you're going to win, even though getting sixth in the nation or whatever is way more impressive than first in Florida – People, your friends and family and everything, they're going to be way more impressed by winning state. They're going to be like, oh, yeah. you beat East and Bayside? That's awesome. <laughs> you you crushed Valley? Way to go. Also just, yes, champion, state champion, whatever. You know, like that, yeah. that's a cool, yeah. it's a cool thing. Yeah. So, so what's the, what's the reason, what's the reason for doing it? Is it, okay, we want to go on, on the trip. We just want to test ourselves. Like we feel like we're, we're, we're. And that's the thing. I was like, oh, if you won a championship before then i'm like all right man states are is like let's let's 
let's try it at the next level. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But if you haven't, but you still know you're going to win, I, I guess there's more joy in pushing yourself and, and really setting the higher goal. I get that. But yeah. um, I also think it's it's okay to, especially as a, you know, developing runner still or someone who's, you know, only in high school for that many years to have that experience of, of winning state, even though you're going in as the big favorite and everybody expects you to win. You still have to run the race, right? There's still no guarantees. Um, but that's, it's okay to go in there and, and win by a bunch. Um, that, that's, that's what I would say, right? If I was the coach and I don't know the exact specifications at all, but I would say, let's just, let's win state. And then anything after that, if it works out great, if it doesn't, that's fine. But I agree with you. If we've run off 12 state titles in a row <laughs> and everybody's sick of us anyway, <laughs> right? and we, we can do the math and we can figure out how we would, we could compete then at, at a higher level, cause our kids really need it. Then that's, then that's something we can do. But I just, I think there's something special about a state title. Um, yeah that doesn't really exist at, you know, at, at a regional meet. It's just not there. You can't find it. Agreed. That was, that was, but Kevin and I really, really wanted to win state when we were yeah. back in high school. So and we got crushed definitely... and we yep. got crushed and it was mostly my fault and I haven't lived that. No, nah, e- even if we were in our best, we could have finished second, but we wouldn't have won it. I still haven't forgot it, but either way, I just think I've just seen this happen over the years of just, Everything is getting more and more serious, and everybody's getting faster too, which is which is part of it. And everybody's competing with everybody because there's so many opportunities to run in these meets that the best of the best go to and, and are in uh, these national championship settings. But I think it's it's okay just to run against local competition or in your state and and win by a lot. That's what people did for years and years and years and most of them turned out okay and then if, if you're good enough to where you want to go to a higher level the next year that's great the opportunity is going to be there for you you can always enter these races and get more experience um you know again i i, I could see it from just a competition like everybody is thinking so national now though so maybe they're not even thinking about their rival school what they're thinking about is a school in, a, in another state and how they stack up and i get it if the team is that transformational then then the coach is going to want to go for it but scheduling conflicts suck so and if you have to make a choice um i would go with state marshall yeah who should be fired for excluding safan hassan from being a top 10 finalist for female earth sports athlete of the year so i didn't actually believe this is real so i clicked on the link Eleven nominees: Asefa, Bull, Jackson, Kipiagon, Kitaguchi, uh, javelin thrower from Japan, Mahuchik, Ukrainian high jumper, Maria Perez, race walker, Spain, Gudaf Sagai, Gudaf Sagai. Shakira Richardson, Yulemar Rojas, Winfred Yavi, Winfred Yavi, 
We're talking I, about Winfred Yavi here, man. <laughs> We're talking about Gudolf Sagai. We're talking about Maria Perez. I what are we doing, Jason? I I I can't I can't justify it. There's no justification to be done. Um if you just you know, if it was just a track thing, then then maybe you could you could make the argument. Yeah, you know, and she she got two medals, but a silver and a bronze. That's not enough. I, I okay, fine. I guess I, I could hear it, but like then you're ignoring her winning two major marathons and running the second fastest marathon time ever. On top of that, um, it's in the in the history of bad athlete of the year. Uh, selections and winners. This this is this has got to be right up near the top, if not if not number one. I still think this is fake. I'm not going to believe this is real. Someone needs to <laughs> someone needs to respond to make sure this is real. Uh, he goes on to say, I think that they're going to give the award to Mahuchek as a giant middle finger to Russia, a ham neutral athletes of Russia. Additionally, I think it's quite obvious that the powers that be at Earth Sports are clearly mailing it in and not watching athletics whatsoever. How do we get Chief on the ballot for Earth Sports president? Uh, that is Marshall. Yeah, and then I look at the date, October sixteenth. When was when was Chicago? It was the week before that, right? Chicago Marathon twenty twenty three. I think October eighth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't know if if I'm if I'm Hassan. Lawsuit. Well, I know I just released a video. I go, you know, I I saw the thing. I I guess I didn't run enough. You know, I don't think I competed um, across enough distance, and I would just just really lay it on really thick, but not actually say. We were what talking I'm about how she should be should she be one or two, and they don't have her in the top eleven. It's 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 preposterous. <laughs> it is it's it's a joke. Um, just let us do it. Like we'll do a better job. Top ten. Sorry, there's, the top there's 10. no. Maybe she's eleventh. This is, I guess, this is right up here with Wade Van Niekerk's world record not being one of the top fifty moments of the Olympics and losing it to a dressage horse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's in that level of like, okay, this is a this is a total joke. Like this is this is actively embarrassing. Actively embarrassing is a great way to put it. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't want to yell about it. I'm still gonna believe it. No, fake. because it's so it's so dumb that you can't even yell about it. Like it's and I think it's fake. I think Marshall sent us some sort of dummy website. I now have malware (laughs) on my phone. Oh, it's a dummy website, all right. (laughs) Boom. How does that taste, World Athletics? A Laura, but not our Laura. Subject line: disqualified individual. Thank you for your great ideas and the listener (laughs) ideas for our disqualified individual costume. I went with Team USA dropping the baton. My boss was not aware of the Team USA baton woes but was thrilled with my repeated performance of dropping the baton for everyone in our office. <laughs> One of my coworkers said that my costume was better than my boss's, so despite dropping the baton, I still came away with a win, very reminiscent of the U.S. women's 4x1 in Rio. Uh, and she says, reenactment of my disqualification here. She sends us a link to TikTok. Oh. Which is interesting for me. Okay. I didn't see that. There she is. Let's see. Um... <laughs> Oh, I like the the falling to her knees in. in, in. That's yeah. awesome. Well done, Laura. You got uh, acting chops. USA, love it, dude. In TikTok is like it just jumps, like it goes too fast. Like then all of a sudden, like nine other videos popping up. Like I just want yeah, to... I I don't have TikTok. Um, 
I waste enough time on social media already. So like, I'm not, I, Hey, if you, if you enjoy TikTok, do your thing. I just, I can't do another one. No, I, I keep waiting for Twitter and I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm, I'm no scenario where I'm calling this thing. The other thing, um, this thing, the other like thing. I'm waiting for that to just fall apart. Yeah. So I can get down on that. So I can get off that one too. Um, it, it's my own fault because I just have no impulse control and I'm just like doom scrolling, I guess. Is oh, maybe it, you but. should do – I can add this to the list. Maybe you should do like a no social media thing but then go all the way and do that silence retreat where you just sit in silence for three days. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did that, which okay, I don't really want to do anything he did. Okay. But Sorry. But I also heard he left it early because <laughs> dude's a quitter and, and chump, so it makes sense. Wait, is that true or is that a joke? No, no, I actually heard that he did leave it. Okay. Like, like he didn't finish it. I don't know if that part's true or not, but I did hear that as a thing. Interesting. All right. Uh, yeah, great costume, disqualified individual. And now I, every year I need to hear the update, and hopefully there's another. Well, I guess she doesn't want to go too hard on track. But even if it's an on track thing, I like the yeah. I like the ongoing bit with the with the uh, with the boss. A hundred percent. All right. And you know, I I enjoy Halloween a little bit. So. <laughs> We should do that as like a Halloween. Uh, it's funny because that sounded equally like the Diamond League theme song, but also like the no. uh, was it Jason <laughs> Murder? <laughs> That's Diamond League theme song. <laughs> That's Halloween. You yeah, can't tell it's, the it's a little just some crossover. Well, I'm, they're both involving boop currently. Cause That's true. That's the extent of my vocal range. We need Tim to cook us up a song. Okay, are you ready? Jason. Yeah. I think we got one more. Let me find one it. more. Where is it? Oh, this one was so good too. It's short and quick, but it's great. Oh, Brian's. Yeah. Brian, the emailer formerly from Raleigh and Pennsylvania, but now from Boulder. Drink. Best holiday for a mile road race. So we had an email last week matching the distances of the holidays. He says on last week's pod, you asked what would be the best holiday for a mile road race. The answer is obvious. Cinco. De Milo. <laughs> I mean, well done. Well done. I was, I literally read that and I was equally upset with myself and, and happy mm-hmm. uh, for, for Brian. Like it was just, it was like, damn it. I'm proud of you, man. But I'm also just wish I would have thought of it. Good time of year for the mile too. I mean, it's true. Early May. Yeah. It's warm. Maybe track going on. And you know, and if and if you're if you feel like it, you can do the beer mile. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's a it's a drinking holiday. That's it. Houseofrun at gmail.com. Houseofrun at gmail.com. We'll be back. Uh, we'll try to record earlier next week for our recap of New York City. If not, we'll give our four day old opinions of them. Either way, I think it's going to be a good show. I'm I'm confident. I'm excited for the race. Hope everybody enjoys it. Uh, anything else you want to add, Jason? Oh, you want to talk about James Harden? Go ahead. You talk about James oh, Harden. oh no. yeah. So that I mean that that I just think it's you know him saying, um, what uh, Philly tried to put me in a, as a, in a system. Yes, I'm not a system uh, player. I am the system. <laughs> so that just I mean, if you just want to just how much of a tool is James Harden, <laughs> that tells you everything. Uh, but I, I it brought me to a, it actually gave me an idea of a question. So where where do your um, NBA hate rankings lie now? Like if you had to do your top five most hated teams. Top five most hated teams. Because there's been a little bit shakeup, I feel like, in the, you know. Yes, of course. Uh, there were some obvious ones before, but now now they're on different teams. Well, let me look at the standings here. Yeah. So, so, so for me, Lakers are number one with a bullet. That's just the way it's going to be. 
um, you know, you know my sports hate of LeBron. And let's uh, just remind everybody, sports hate is different from regular hate, right? Like LeBron, he might be a totally decent guy, but I will sports hate him forever. Uh, okay. So in the East, I'm just going through these. Celtics, I really like Drew Holiday, so I hate them less. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Sixers, they got rid of Harden, so I hate them less, but still, sorry, Gordon. Yeah. Sorry, Gordon. Let, let, less hateable, though, for sure. Yeah, but Gordon sending me Tyrese Maxey MVP. No, I'm not joking. He's sending me That's, all these weird oh spreadsheets with like comparing him to like all, like Gordon. After Embiid got won the MVP, and then everyone was like, "Ooh, that was a bad idea last year." Yeah, they're not going to win the MVP for a while. I'm just just going to let you yeah, know yeah. if you're listening. Uh, Hawks, whatever. Pacers, whatever. Bucks, obviously, this is a pro Bucks podcast, even though they're completely falling apart. Four games. Yeah, right of Grayson Allen, though, so that helped. Yeah, but now they can't play defense for some reason. Um, Magic, I don't care about. Nets, I don't care about. Knicks, I don't care about. Cavs, I don't care. Well, Nets have Ben Simmons, so there's just a little bit of hate there's, for me because just, I'm just sick of his sick of his crap. They're, you know? they're completely irrelevant to me. Um, yeah. Bulls, obviously, we're a pro Bulls show. Uh, yep. Raptors, Pistons, Hornets, Wizards, Heat. Okay, so Heat, I don't. I, I'm annoyed by the Heat just because of last year. So I guess in the East, I like to hate the Knicks. I think it's fun, but they don't yeah. have any really reason for me to hate them. It's just like a Bulls, you know, Chicago thing. So right, Heat, New York thing. Heat and Sixers would be the two worst in the. East in the West, uh, Mavericks. I'm never gonna like because the rivalry. Well, and, thing. They, and then they added Kyrie last year, so that yeah. they're they're in my top five for sure. Uh, Lakers, Clippers, both of them in my top five. Thunder forever because they stole the team, and every like mm. NBA blogger has to talk about how interesting the Thunder are because they have 49 <laughs> picks. It's just like be relevant, win something, Thunder yeah. ever. That's besides being the nerd's favorite team. Like, what have you ever done? What have you ever done? It's just like I mean, they won finals. Great, awesome, and we've heard of, it. we've heard about them as if they're the freaking lost them all. Lost all the MVPs. <laughs> yeah, lost all the MVPs, but they're genius moves. They're they're all <laughs> they're all nine steps ahead of us, Jason, because they're they're so smart. They all got it all figured out. The Thunder. Yeah, they're they're playing. Oh, the they. They're going to be irrelevant for seven years, but in the eighth year, they might get to the play-in, and then we all have to bow down about how amazing they are. No, shut up. Sick of the thunder. Get out yeah. of here. Uh, uh, nobody else in the – on the Rockets I'll never like. Grizzlies are annoying. Well, the Suns, though. You're, you're, not a, you're not a big Suns fan, right? Not really, but I just don't – I think they're a joke. Um, they, got, they got Grayson Allen, so it's yeah, yeah. for me. Um, I mean, it's just going to be fun. They're just going to keep getting great players and still yeah. not be able to do it. So, okay, you want my top five? Um, Lakers, Clippers, Mavericks, Thunder. Interesting. All in the West, and I don't really – I don't even – and then Sixers. Okay. I mean, and the Rockets. I don't. They're not. I don't take them seriously at all. Yeah, and it's hard to hate them. They're they're not good enough to be hated yeah. right now. It's just yeah. What's your five? Uh, Lakers. I think Dallas gets the two spot just because of Kyrie Irving. Um, then the Clippers get the three spot because of Harden. I mean, the, the, the Clippers. The Clippers are well. the Clippers are just obnoxious at this point. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like like I said, Kawhi annoys me because I he, I loved him so much, and then he was just like, I just don't care. Like it, the dude doesn't give a crap enough. Um, oh, really? You're annoyed by Kawhi Leonard? Tell me more about how that feels. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I mean, 100 percent fair. Uh, I'm, but I'm, yeah. So those are the three there, and then let's see. You're probably Matt. Are you? Well, you said the Knicks, right? 
Well, so the, yeah, the Knicks, I think they're just like always, but like there's no active, like real hatred for them. But like Knicks fans always are like too high yeah. on their team. They're always just like, and then always like, oh, well, they got some cap space. And it's like, dude, yeah, you yeah. guys haven't signed anybody ever. Yeah. Like, can we stop with this thing? So the Knicks are on there because of history. The Knicks, um, the Knicks fans are to cap space what the NBA like writers are to the, like the Thunder and the, or the Knicks fans are crazy about cap space the way the, the, the people are crazy about Thunder, like unprotected first round picks in 2072. Right. <laughs> I saw, and speaking of which, with the Sixers thing, it's like yeah. pretty good haul. Look what the Sixers turned in. And it was just insane. It was just insane levels of delusion. It's like you missed on all these guys. I'm sorry, but it matters that James Harden like forced his way out. Like the the team got worse and you can't just keep showing me all these future picks and say, well, actually it was smart. It's like, at some point it's not just, are these, are these guys like, are, can I turn them into these other picks and other assets? Somebody's like, Hey, you got a guy that you thought could help you win. And he didn't because he, he can't function on an NBA team, whether it's Ben Simmons or James Harden. And that's your fault for taking him and putting him on your team. But they're never held accountable that for that stuff. It's just like, oh, look, we flipped him into seven other assets. It's like, yeah, you wasted two years. Congrats. Am I wrong? Am I wrong on that? I, it's just it's just stupid to me. Like, why don't they no. get dinged at all for the fact that they brought on a person who no longer wants to play on their team? Like, the Spurs had that happen once with Kawhi, and people criticized them, right? But, like, yeah. it keeps happening over and over again with this one team, and yet we're told that they're all geniuses. No, for sure. I think you could go. You could go the Simmons thing. You could be like, "All right, that guy's just a freaking chump." How did we know this was going to happen? Fine, like that's that's the fluky. That's the Kawhi one that happened to the Spurs, right? Where you just go, "Well, that was that sucked." But then you actively sought out the guy who quit on two teams. Exactly. And so, like and the Harden thing's one hundred percent their fault. Yeah, like one hundred percent. I cut you off. You have two more. Is it the Suns? Uh, no, we'll, Grayson we'll, Allen. You used to be a big Suns guy, though. Last year, you were big. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't active. I was, I kind of was rooting for Chris Paul a little bit, even though, you know, I know he's he's a polarizing guy. Um, oh wow! I can't root for the Suns anymore. You know, like this is too much going on. I like Devin Booker. Okay, um, interesting. But, Didn't know all this. Uh, I don't know. I just like the way he I like the way he plays. The, the, yeah. So the the Knicks get a you know just a spot on there because you know it's just fun. Uh, hated them my whole life. Um, One spot left. And then the five spot. I can't get any hate for the Sixers anymore. Um, Fair. Pelicans? <laughs> yeah, they don't bother me, though. Um, Zion, you know, I'd like to see him play a game or two. T-Wolves. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. Grizzlies if John Morant comes back. When John Morant gets back, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Grizzlies being 0-5 right now is kind of well, hilarious. Well, Dylan Brooks is off the team, too, so that's totally That's different. true, so that, that that hurt it. You know, let's just go Let's just go with the Nets, because all I want to be against Ben Simmons, okay. and I want people to convince themselves that Ben Simmons is going to be good again, Yeah, yeah. only for it to just be terrible. Yeah. No, I mean, that's we're heading that way right now, so. Yeah. Okay, that was your NBA Minute. Tight 10. It's pretty solid, right? Yeah. Uh, House of Run at gmail.com for the last time. That's the email address. Enjoy New York City Marathon. We'll talk to you guys next week. Jess Gannis. Spurs 49, Suns 28. What is going on?